Tyler, man, what's been uh, what's been going on in your uh, corner of the insurance world these days? Well, Joey, uh, well, great having me and thanks for having me on again. But yeah, yeah, we're um, at Liberty Mutual and Safeco. We're very focused on helping our independent agents win, helping agents uh, prepare for a lot of digital transformation we see happening in the industry and making sure that we're just set up for success uh, long term. So a lot of energy into that. uh, And we're seeing really great strides across the channel at agents really embracing change and running towards uh, the future. Yeah, and I love how you how you frame it around the the winning, right? Like we just want to help you win, and that that comes in all shapes and sizes. But what I mean, if you had to kind of, you know, put put a, put a fence around it, maybe just one of those flimsy orange construction fences. Like, what would that? What does that winning look like for you guys? Yeah, I think um, we look at agents in the marketplace today, and we continue to see agents holding their own from a growth standpoint, despite you know billions of dollars of advertising. Um, and that's really from a place of agents continue to have a competitive advantage in the market. You know, the ability to provide ease of doing business, choice, and advice is really kind of the secret sauce, if you will, the formula that's really driving success. So the ability to continue to meet uh, consumers' needs and really be the best place to purchase a quality product is the definition of, of winning and success. You know, we also see what it means to provide ease, choice, and advice has been fundamentally kind of shifting beneath our feet. You know, ease isn't only shopping on behalf of a customer now, it's meeting them where they want to be, when they want to be. Um, you know, choice isn't just choosing between, uh, you know, policies from different you know, carriers, but also choosing how a customer can interact with us, how they can do business. So, you know, we've been very focused on how do we continue to maintain that advantage uh, by really inviting the entire channel to come together and find a way to continue to evolve how we provide ease, uh, choice and advice every day, really to set ourselves up for uh, long term success with all of our partners across the country. Yeah. And and so much of that, you know, advice and at the right time in the right place comes with understanding who those people are and what they're looking for. And I was, I was kind of surprised when Melissa, if, if anybody out there doesn't know, Melissa hit me with an email a couple weeks ago saying, Hey, we did this research on this millennial stuff. And, um, and we just, we, we found out some pretty amazing things about what's happening and, and how, how, I guess we often are a little casual in our assumptions as to what that demographic is, who they are, what they serve. And, and, and you guys are kind of looking for that edge to to help that winning kind of happen faster and, and say, look, this is an opportunity here. Uh, how long do we have until we have to really fully embrace some of the stuff that you guys are starting to kind of discover? Uh, I think, you know, the time is, the time is now like tomorrow, like we need to really kind of um, get rid of a lot of the myths and myth conceptions about, you know, millennials in the market and the reasons uh, pretty pronounced. I mean, this year millennials overtook baby boomers as the largest generation of adults in the U S um, independent agents can't afford, you know, to write off millennials or not focus on them. Uh, in fact, as they enter their peak earnings year, they're going to, you know, outnumber older generations and be kind of the most influential market segment for decades. Uh, so the time uh, is definitely now to really pay attention to what do agents need to do to make sure they're winning the hearts and minds of millennial consumers, uh, and that they continue to meet the needs of, you know, all new demographics and generations uh, that come into the fold. What was the one thing that maybe 
even caught you off guard as you were digging into this and looking at some of the the research. Like, what's the one thing that you thought? Well, I, I never thought that that would be the thing with with the millennial generation. Yeah, you know, there's uh, there's a number of misconceptions that have been out there. Whether it's you know price consciousness or willingness to only kind of buy online, uh, and we can talk about those. But for me, like the biggest surprise was you know the fact that millennials uh, they must want to work uh, with other millennials, uh, and in fact in the research only 9% of millennials want their agent to be close to their age. And what they're really valuing in their ideal agent uh, is someone who inspires trust, someone who's a seasoned insurance professional, and who can really bring that, you know, expert opinion to the table. Um, We think one of the drivers through the research was the fact that, you know, millennials as a generation just have less uh, hands-on experience with purchasing insurance, whether that's uh, delayed home ownership or some other reason. So the expert advice uh, that they're looking for is actually more acute than in prior generations. So that was one big surprise for for us in the research. And we think it's a great opportunity uh, for agents that's directly in the wheelhouse. And again, the value proposition I mentioned of ease, choice, and advice to really step up uh, and meet this uh, need. Again, that's more pronounced than what we've uh, seen in previous generations. I might have just heard an audible gasp of all the young agents committees across the country. Like, how dare they? Like, this is what? Um, but I mean, so, I, and I think, I think to the bigger word to that, at least in my observation, as I was kind of digging through the stuff that you guys had, had put together, it, it, to me, it felt like, you know, they're simply looking for an extension of that traditional insurance buying process, but they just want it to be made easier and available in the, the 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 ways that they would expect to operate today with with the tools and stuff that they have at their disposal. Yeah, we you know we saw the exact same thing. So we think those are the right you know conclusions. That, you know, millennials. Um, there's a lot of misconceptions about price, and then they're always looking for the you know most affordable price. Whereas you know actually in the research, 52% said they want the most comprehensive coverage for a good price, um, and that compares pretty consistently with what we've seen in prior generations. Um, And so we think largely it's an extension of what agents are offering today. I mean, maybe a few key differences that I would would tease out, um, which was also maybe a little bit of a surprise for us, but millennials um, much more so uh, indicating um, that they really want to understand the product in detail. Like what do the coverages provide? They want to know the ins and outs and do more what ifs. Um, Am I covered? Covered in this scenario. Um, so really just, again, and it might be less familiarity with the product set, um, but just really wanting to know, am I covered in these various scenarios? And again, you know, great opportunity for agents in the sales process to really outline what is it that the product is covering. Um, and here are some scenarios, specifically claims examples uh, that agents can walk through and really provide that level of peace of mind uh, that millennials increasingly are looking for, again, relative to prior generations. Uh, But in terms of, you know, the value they place on what an agent offers, you know, the advice component, the ability to get, um, you know, multiple prices, the advocacy, um, all of that pretty consistent with prior generations. So again, a little bit of myth busting there, but um, great news for agents across the country. Yeah, I mean, I was pretty excited. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, hey, yeah, this makes sense. And and I guess I'm technically my I'm on the tail end of a millennial myself, so I've never really fully identified with that. But whatever, you know, one of the things that I was curious is, 
you know, I, I, maybe I find myself spoiled with the, you know, the agents that I talk with on a pretty regular basis that aren't maybe as price focused, but dealing with, you know, the, the large, obviously agent force that you guys deal with at Safeco, like what is, what is that split? Do you have any idea of, of, you know, there, there are this, this group of agents that, that really value that, like you said, that value that, that this is the best overall situation versus the ones that do sell on price. Obviously we know the captive model. How do we kind of maybe start to, to adopt that more wholly across, uh, you know, the independent channel to say like, these are some of the things that we can do to help start the conversation on the right foot with this generation. Yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting, like as you look across the agency, you know, channel broadly, like if you've, you know, if you've met one agent, you've met one agent. Everyone's a little bit different yeah. in the in the focus they provide, and so you know, our focus has been really to make sure that we're providing agents like the tools, the products they need to reach whatever consumer group they're trying to hit. So, you know, we have a very high percentage that focus on value and selling package accounts. You know, obviously that has higher attention. There's a lot of long-term revenue to that. But we also see agents that are trying to meet the needs of consumers that are, you know, in their communities, um, which is also kind of a price conscious buyer. So we end up thinking it's kind of a balanced uh, approach. You know, what's been important for us is, again, to make sure that we've got the tools for agents to reach uh, kind of a wide swath of kind of the mass market, which means, you know, we need from a customer segment standpoint to be able to meet the needs of a high end consumer. Um, kind of a mass market consumer, as well as someone who maybe has simpler needs. They're just getting started. They need, you know, an auto policy and a renter's policy, but they haven't quite bought a home yet. Um, so I think for, you know, agents really focusing on different consumer demographics, it's just important to piece together the right tools uh, to meet their long-term strategies. Um, specifically to millennials, um, you know, it's been it's been interesting. Again, like a lot of the you know a lot of the feedback early on was okay, is home ownership. Um, what's the long term trend with that? And is the American dream dead? You saw a lot of headlines around that, right? So, um, what we found in the research yeah. is no, it's alive and well. What we're seeing is some deferred establishment and a lot of urbanization, like moving to you know urban centers. And what impact has that had on uh, purchasing decisions that have impacted you know insurance? And so we see a lot of the same things we've seen in previous generations, just a little bit of a, a different strategy. So if you're in an urban area and you're an agent serving that community, um, you know, focusing more on renters and condos might be the right strategy for you. So again, just making sure we've got the right tools uh, to align to agent strategies to meet a, a broad spectrum of the market. What, what do you, as far, as far as if you had to put together just like a really, really short list of, of tools, like are the ones that you, that you feel the most proud of that, like, Hey man, like this is going to really change the way that you guys can attack these things. Like what, what, do you, what is on that list for you? Yeah. You know, when we, um, when we sit down and we kind of look at, okay, what are all the things that we, you know, really want to help agents do? And we probably have, I mean, no kidding. We probably have 50 different programs, um, but really trying to target, you know, where is an agent on their journey um, as they look at kind of embarking on digital transformation, you know, how can we help? And that could be really just making sure they've got a really great online, you know, digital presence. Um, they're engaging in social, um, they're leveraging ratings and reviews that could be making sure they're hiring producers that are, you know, adept at targeting kind of the niche areas that they really want to focus on. So, you know, we have programs where there's bringing new talent, uh, whether it's really making sure uh, digital is, is front and center, whether it's hiring a dedicated marketer, um, you name it. Uh, and we've got programs that can help agents. 
Um, you know, one, um, I guess another really interesting thing that came out of, of the research is we kind of asked the question of, you know, where, how are they finding an agent? How are millennials finding an agent? And more than any uh, previous generation, it's not coming from referrals from either friends or family, but it's, it's coming from, you know, uh, stumbling upon an agent through a digital search or looking at online reviews. Um, and so that's, um, for us, a good call to action. Again, just to remind agents that, you know, maintaining a strong digital presence is a really critical way to meet this younger generation. Um, and while the values align, we still have to connect them. And so making sure that agents are out there uh, and they're discoverable uh, and people are having a, you know, really positive predisposition before they even get a hold of them is really critically important. Uh, I can't, I'm smiling on the inside. I'm smiling probably on the outside too. You can't see me, but I, uh, you know, I, for so long, I've always had that thought. I've never really had research, but just the idea that, you know, if, if the, that digital presence was focused enough, it could be far superior to any, you know, general old referral in the standpoint that you've, you've highly targeted that person that is searching for you in that, in that environment. So I guess, I guess the, the thing I'm curious then is, and this is back to, you know, creating those tools, helping agents win, you know, with trust, you know, sitting at the center of a lot of this, you know, relationship that millennials are looking to build. In your experience, what is the hesitation uh, that we've seen from, you know, agents maybe trying to create that trust in the places that they are looking for the most? You know, I, we think the primary obstacle, when you, when you sit down with a group of agents, the primary obstacle has never been like, uh, you know, a, a fear of the space. It's more just like trying to figure out how to get started. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the, the first step on any journey sometimes is the hardest. And so that's where we've really tried to focus. Um, we know that, you know, trustedchoice.com um, as well, like really focus on how do you help an agent get started on that digital journey? Um, and whether it's like just setting up a very basic website to doing like more advanced work on SEO, um, leveraging social, you know, like I said, ratings and review, absolutely critical. And so it's just making sure that we've got tools to help agents get started and just get the word out. There are resources out there. So as any agent is looking at where there are in their digital journey, whether it's at a very early stage or a more advanced stage, like there are resources out there to help, you know, all independent agents across the country get started and become proficient. Um, and that's been our focus. And, and uh, I know that's been trustedchoice.com's focus as well. So we think there's tremendous opportunity. You know, we often say like being independent doesn't mean doing it all, you know, alone or, or by yourself. And so we think there's great resources. And yeah. we do think the, the hardest thing has been just taking the, the first step. Um, can we, I know you guys have put together some, some pretty specific programs or even just made some, you know, um, interesting ways to help people get started as far as, um, I, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but we can, uh, the whole, um, marketing position, like, like reimbursement, like thing, like that's, that's a pretty big program you guys have put initiative into, like to help get those people in, in position to help start those journeys into the digital realm. Yeah, no, that's great. And, um, you know, we, we started off initially really focused on how do we help with the specifics of, you know, building a great website, optimizing it, giving agents tools to say, okay, um, you know, what's the quality of my site and giving them a score? What's the quality of the search results and, and giving them specific tips to really get after that and improve it. And so we really, you know, have invested heavily in that area for a long time. The realization we had a few years ago is one of the biggest measures of success was, 
you know, our agents able to dedicate enough resource to this just to continue to make it, you know, better and really focus on continuous improvement. Um, and the very fastest growing agents in the country we observe are ones that have dedicated marketers on staff, you know, folks that are available to focus, take all of these learnings, you know, the tactics and really put them into market and continually to take them to new heights. Um, so in response to that, you know, we launched a marketer development program, um, which is a great way uh, to have, you know, agents as they bring on someone dedicated, really get them up to speed and have that person who really is leading the agency kind of through the digital transformation. Um, you know, we um, we have long been supporters of helping agents bring talent in, um, whether that's helping them, you know, financially with that investment or through like, again, program education development. Uh, but the marketer development program for us has been uh, a great way to add to the existing efforts that we had in flight uh, and a new way to help really uh, help agents win in a new way. It hasn't been um, that long that we've you know seen uh, the trend really start where agents more and more are hiring dedicated marketers. We think that's a great step for the channel um, and anything that we can do to help, uh, we're, we're all in. I, honestly, I feel like it's one of the best kept secrets in the industry right now. I mean, I've talked to, I know a handful of people say, have you looked into that? Like, that's something that would be amazing. Well, you should, you should do that because Safeco is awesome. And, um, and I just, I, I, I don't know, I, I know it's relatively new, but I, I just, I know that it's, um, it's a very unique and, and innovative way to help agents, uh, like you said, get going, because why wouldn't you want somebody that wakes up and thinks about marketing agency 24 seven? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, kind of. The, the one other thing too is, is, is there's, there's two, I guess, steps to that. And if we're going to take this a little bit further thinking about, you know, what, not only is it just a person, but it's also sometimes resources and buying even, even times that they will have that dedicated marketing person in the agency, but even getting buy-in and then, you know, getting the buy-in for those resources. I think you guys have at least in some, I know I've, I've heard of some, I don't know if, if, if you're aware of them, but where you've, you guys have had interesting co-op situations where you, you might have co-opted for some marketing uh, equipment, if you will, uh, versus like a traditional brochure or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, co-op marketing support is is something that we have broadly available to our agents. And we have, you know, probably like many companies, we tier our agent and loyalty and rewards programs so our highest tier elite agents get the most benefit uh, and then it scales back. But we make it incredibly easy for agents to take advantage of, you know, marketing resources that we have, whether it's free cross-sell, uh, free marketing collateral. We'll also just invest dollars in a, in a co-op program where we have kind of a mutual tie-in to the agency who's also investing. And, I, and we think that's pretty key to the success there. Uh, but we make those investments yeah. broadly because we see tremendous value from it. And uh, again, the more an agency's bought into really wanting to do something, we're going to be right there with them every step of the way. Uh, and that's an example of a program that really does that uh, really well for us. All right. So a lot of different things about, you know, getting in front of the millennials, how to do it, where they're looking for it, you know, how to set up the agency to, you know, kind of get in the mix. Uh, but if you had to maybe boil it down to one thing in your opinion, or maybe something that you've observed consistently, you know, over the years, where do you think the easiest place to start to have kind of the best, get the best bang for your buck for that impact is in your opinion? Yeah. I, you know, 
I'd say if inter- maybe maybe I'll give it a two answer. So like the the lowest cost way, um, just in terms of existing agency workflow. Back to your point, like this really feels like an extension of what agents are doing today. I think what the research really showed is you know millennials value wise align really closely, uh, but there were a couple of of key differences. Like one is they really want to understand what's in the coverages, uh, walking through what if scenarios again on claims. Am I covered if this? What if that happens? happens. That's a great opportunity just to like sit back and say, hey, what's your existing, you know, quote interview process look like? Are there opportunities as you're getting uh, and binding coverage to really go that extra step and cement the value that an agent really is providing uh, to millennials? So we think that's critical. The second piece, uh, again, is really uh, a reliance on that expert opinion. I think more than any other generation, uh, this group said they'd be willing just to take the recommendation someone gave them if they viewed that person as more of an expert than themselves. I think over twice that of prior generations. So an agent has a, a huge opportunity as they deliver you know, multiple options to really say, here's why this is best for you. And those are really easy things to do, uh, again, that demonstrate immediate value um, for you know a millennial uh, generation. Um, so that's kind of a low cost at just extending what we're doing today, easy things to implement that can go a long way. Um, I think they're requiring a little bit more focus, a little bit more attention. Digital is absolutely critical. Uh, that is, you know, clear really across all generations, particularly this generation. But you know, the next generations uh, coming on shortly. You know, I think the the oldest millennials are now pretty close to forty. So it's about you know time we start talking about the next wave too. And and digital is going to be absolutely at the forefront. And so how do we continue to extend the value an agent provides in kind of traditional channels and make sure that digital presence is rock solid, whether that's making it easy for a prospect to find them, learn about the agency and get in, or whether that's post-bind, fulfilling uh, needs uh, from a service standpoint. Um, And I think what we've learned over the years through all of our Agent for the Future work is regardless of of generations, um, regardless of of purchase preference or channel, um, service expectations are universally pretty consistent. Like once you buy a policy, Customers expect things to be incredibly easy. They expect those experiences to be on demand when they want. They expect them to be personalized. And so digital is an area where we think it's a no regret bet for all agencies. And really, again, just finding a place to get started. Uh, And agents across the country, here's the good news. um, We see tremendous amount of, of resource and investment going into this. So a large segment of our, you know, agency channel is already there. Um, and the the journey in terms of where they are is different. So some are very early stage. Some have been doing it for years and are the very you know best of the best. And so regardless of where you are, we think there's uh, just a, a great opportunity to continue to advance uh, our ability to to reach customers at all aspects of the purchase and service cycle. Um, and uh, we are certainly uh, open and have the resources to help agents uh, in any uh, any phase of that journey. Yeah. So, and that's the other thing too, like the idea of, and I talked to a ton of agents where they, you know, they just kind of go back on that service, right? They, I have to be the one doing this, that, or the other. And ha- have you found like, whether it is maybe through taking advantage of a service center model, service center model a little bit more, or um, just really not 
not not underestimating what they would be willing to do themselves or you empowering them to to do in the process. I mean, how surprised have you been on any of that? Yeah, you know, the the service questions, um, the service questions are really good one. So, you know, part of some research we did a couple of years ago is asking agents, okay, five years from now, what percentage of time do you want to spend on sales versus service? And overwhelmingly, agents want to materially shift the amount of time they spend more towards sales. Um, and so what are some of the ways that we can decrease the time spent on service? And we think there's a lot of options, you know, uh, digital uh, presence and capabilities are one way, you know, another way are to, can you leverage carrier service centers? Um, and we see that trend happening more and more. We continue to have great adoption uh, with our, our program for agents. And I think it's, you know, there was a day and age when every service interaction was a chance to differentiate, a chance to build long-term loyalty. Uh, but we also think today, you know, the ability to differentiate on every single call has been really diminished. You know, you have calls in the personal line space um, you know, ID cards. Um, our number one call driver into our call centers is, is amount due when, like payment information. <laughs> Those types of yeah. calls really aren't things that are driving long-term loyalty. And for agents that are really wanting to pivot towards sales, you know, service centers offer a great opportunity because it takes all of that work off their plate and really frees up their time to focus on the most value-added transactions. Uh, the ones where they're adding value to their client by proactively reaching out, doing renewal reviews, doing activities uh, that only not only kind of meet customer needs and drive loyalty, but also expose additional revenue opportunities for, for agencies. So, you know, we think that pivot in strategy from service to sales is a pretty critical one for most agents to continue uh, to reach new heights from a, a growth standpoint. Uh, and we see carrier service centers as a great option. Um, we see a lot of work happening uh, across the spectrum on self-service capabilities. We think that's great also. Yeah, and and the one other thing I guess uh, I'd be curious to know what your thoughts on this is 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 when you do emphasize that that relationship on the front with the digital, you're you're scaling that too. You're giving them access to your brain kind of on demand as well, much like you are the service, and and that you're not as reliant on that that touch point for again. Let's be honest, you know, taking that email on a Saturday afternoon, hey, I bought a new car, can you help me out? And then you waiting an hour, hour and a half, whatever it is to say, oh, I got you. You know, I mean, like that's not helping anybody, I don't think. Right. Um, do you have any sort of stats to back that up? And or um, because the biggest thing is, is like, again, I'm losing the relationship, right? Is there anything that you could say to, to, to an agent say, like, generally what we found that's that might not be the case. I'm speculating, of course, but I think. Yeah, you know, we didn't uh, we didn't pick that up in our latest research at all. But I, I would tell you that is feedback we routinely get from agents in terms of that fear of are we going to be pushed out of this process in some way? So I would tell you, you know, our um, our approach to all of our digital assets, um, and I can't speak for all carriers, but our approach is we continue to put the agent at the center of all of them. So if you go on to manage your account or you go into like our mobile app, um, the agent is like really at the center of that, like prominently placed through all aspects of it. Um, and so we're making sure that we tie that connection in. If we're digitally communicating, making sure like the agent's information and logo are in there as well to really reinforce the value that an agent's bringing. Um, but I would tell you, you know, from just broad consumer research, customers are 
they're demanding things to be anytime, anywhere, kind of that on demand, as I mentioned. And, and here's a statistic that w- we think should resonate with everyone. In our own you know, call center, over 40% of our calls, over 40% come in after hours, uh, Saturdays after mm-hmm. office hours or Sundays. Um, and that's pretty incredible. And, and, you know, we're all working professionals as well, right? So, you know, your own schedule, you're at work, it's busy. Um, you get a lot of stuff done at night or on the weekends. Um, and so if an agent isn't able to meet those service demands, that's just a bad customer experience. And Regardless of, again, customer segment you measure, that's a pretty universal feeling. And so, you know, we um, we strongly believe that at the end of the day, customers will win. Like they alone will stand on, on, on the metal podium. And so if we don't meet their needs, somebody else will. So we think it's really important. And I say we, you know, I mean the channel, like uh, carrier and agent. So for us, it's really important that, you know, we talk to agents about that. Like what is your service strategy? And just recognize that, you know, people really are expecting to do things on demand now. And how do we collectively come together to meet those needs? All right, Tyler, I got one more question for you. I, I generally ask this in, in various different ways, but uh, I, I, can't, I can't not get it from you from somebody who sits pretty high up here uh, in the world of insurance. Um, you know, where do you look? Where, what are you most excited about? You know, if I mean, you in some cases have a little bit of an insurance magic wand, but if you could just sort of accelerate like the, to the, the future you're most excited about with, you know, the agent carrier relationship that just the industry in general, what is that thing that has got you the most optimistic and ambitious to where we're heading? You know, uh, so we've been we've been in business working with agents since 1923. So we're we're coming up on 100 years, which we'll be really excited to celebrate. And if we look back over that time period, you know, we've always been very uh, encouraged, um, inspired by agents' ability to you know really adapt and evolve to meet uh, customers' changing needs over time. So this isn't new. And so we talked a lot about the need for like digital transformation and changing, but I'd also say this has been the hallmark of independent agents and brokers success uh, for many years to come. So what excites me the most, you know, as we get out and talk about the need for transformation in the industry to come together on these, you know, critical areas, uh, focusing on the customer, focusing on digital, focusing on innovation. Um, I can honestly tell you it's never been a more exciting time to be in, in this channel. Uh, and we really do see, you know, agents of all sizes, all walks of life, all models really embracing this. Now, like I said before, they're on different phases of the journey. But I think this is kind of a, a natural evolution. Um, and there's been a lot of fear kind of out there and, and messaging around fear of disruption and all that. But we really see agents responding um, some at a faster pace than others. And, you know, we do think pace is something we need to continue to, to focus on, but we're really excited seeing agents invest like they never have. Uh, I mentioned digital. We have agents, you know, and you've seen them too, uh, that, and we try to recognize them. We have an agent for the future program to recognize them, but that really are running towards change, really on the forefront of chatbots, how to leverage AI, how to do voice interactions. Um, we see agents investing now more than ever uh, in digital ventures, digital storefronts. Uh, we see agents hiring new producers and dedicated marketers. So, you know, for my 20 years in the industry, it's never been more exciting than it is now. Uh, it's dynamic. We see agents responding and rising up to the challenge. Uh, and for us, uh, that's really exciting. Uh, and we think there's a bright future ahead for, for the independent agency channel. <laughs> 